This week, Tim and his business partner, Cody Guffey, sit down with John Kotler of Condemned Labs. He's VP of sales who travels the country in search of the best retailers to help push his supplement brand. You're not going to want to miss this episode. More little story is you are you and I am me. Just be. Why are we doing this podcast? People want to know, like, let's just, you know, and you know this, you've been around this industry and you see it coast to coast, literally. Like, you're the man behind the wheel. Like, you are driving 8,000 miles a month, visiting a store from state to state to state. And you know, the one thing, what's the difference? It's a head man. They, people want to follow somebody. They want to follow somebody they believe in. They want to follow a movement and a guy that represents it. And that's it. This whole reason I started doing this podcast is, hey, it's my way of paying it forward to people that need help because, shit, I didn't know anything of what I was doing. I was just kind of like making it up as I went and I knew I could work hard, you know, and I wasn't egotistical. I was going to listen to advice. I'm going to see what happens. But bodybuilding.com has no front man. There's no front man. They have great content. They're producing content, but it hasn't translated into sales because there's no, there's nobody to follow. And in the, the day, and it's not even like if you're a great athlete either, I mean, shit. Ronnie Coleman is one of the greatest bodybuilder of all time. If you haven't sat around watching Ronnie Coleman say lightweight baby squat 900 pounds, we can't be friends because I and I have no desire to do that, but it's just impressive. But I know most of his series signature series sales were overseas. They weren't in the U.S. Because in a day, it's like it's people translate into a movement and a personality, and that's where a lot of people have worked out really well. And so I'm like, okay, let's do it from the store because nobody ever has. And you know, I'm doing many different companies, so I've got so the, the business acumen to back it up. And and we start posting content. Like, why not? Let's help people out. Let's help my franchisees. Let's help my employees. And I'm not. I'm a bullshit. Cody was a part time, then a manager, now a business partner. Shane was my first employee, then business partner. Nick was an employee business partner. And that's because I firmly put my money where my mouth is. You know, let's help people out. Let's, let's, let's create content around just, and I'm giving the shit away for free. And it was funny. We, I had, I talked to Seth Rochi about this last week is, and I'm, I'm telling you all how I did it. I have no problem. I'm giving you the whole blueprint because I'm betting 99% of you don't have the balls to go do what I did for 10 years. And I feel like I'm only halfway through this hustle. Like people like it 10 years, I'll be driving. No, you won't. You're still going to be grinding. I have not had a day off. Shit. I don't even know when last time I had a day off. I was doing construction on my gym on Sunday because it was the only time I had to do it. I worked shift, store shifts last week. Wasn't even scheduled. We're in a working form. That's what it takes. And most people, I think, I mean, you can speak to this with your, your experience, that I think most people lack the fortitude and the determination to, to do the long haul worth of work. Everybody wants it quick. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's almost even like when you look at supplements, like, hey, can I just take this and am I going to lose weight? The same thing goes like with work. Like I wake up at 430 every morning. I do that six and a half days of the week. Uh, I have to, from coast to coast, from New York to California. So that means there's a big difference time and you're going to grind. And there's no there's no way out of hard work. I think um, Will Smith said it like I'm going to die on a treadmill because I'm going to outwork you. Like, yeah. And I think that and if you take that philosophy and put it with whatever you're doing whatever it is doesn't matter i agree as long as you work hard and i think over the periods of time you always work hard then you learn i gotta work hard and gotta work smart yeah and i think you you develop over the years a process on how to do that mm -hmm. and i think what you said that people is is the key to everything so i mean that's kind of why like why do i travel i mean how many how many reps do you do they just you're gonna get an email you're gonna get a phone call hey what's going on i got a deal i would rather do all that 
but I'd rather do it before I, after I shook your hand, looked yeah, you in the face. Yeah, well, I agree 100%. And, I, and then you build, you know, I'm not Ronnie Coleman, but you build that brand recognition. So it's like, oh, John's a good dude. He's going to come and he's going to try to, he's going to help me because I also look like, how can I be a partner with you? Yeah. Like I probably even said it to you before, like, how can I help you? If your store is more profitable, yeah, you're going to help me. So, again, I think hard work is the biggest, biggest key. Hard work. Don't be scared to, like, make a mistake. Don't be scared to, like, fuck up. <laughs> well, no, that's just it. Yeah, you can swear on this podcast. You're good. Uh, I mean, so, like, because like, where do you live? New York. All right, so you're in New York, and so you literally travel coast to coast. Yes. And so you get to see a whole difference between East Coast mentality, you get that Midwest, which is a different ball. You get South, you get North, you get West Coast. I mean, what do you see, I guess, as, as a difference when you're approaching a store on the East Coast, a retail business versus one in the Midwest versus West Coast? <sighs> yeah, it's like they're like so different ends of the spectrum. I think like in the East Coast, I mean, I think they're, I think like most of the people are just – they're harder salespeople. Yeah. Um, you know, they, 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 they rely on, you know, it's two different, like, I think you have more stems, you know, more, you know, underground stuff that kind of happens on the East Coast. Yeah. And then you kind of like, you'll transition and go over to the West Coast. And I think it's just kind of like, almost like what's the, what's the new trend? Like, yeah. like what, let's, what's cool and what's hot? And I think when you kind of come into the Midwest, like, so from Nebraska and you go all the way straight down to Texas, I think it's just kind of like, you get that really like, homely like kind of like yeah. i want to help you they'll remember who your mom was they'll know who your you know kid went to you know oh how did you do playing softball this one's a wrestler so you kind of get more of that like homey mentality yeah. um and then you have like your 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 different segment stores so you have stores i don't want to call change but you have like a store that has you know like you you have a, you have a larger selection of stores yeah um and then there's you know there's different in New York to here, and I think those stores that I've learned to go outside of the box yeah. to provide really great customer service. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, why do I come to your store? Oh, I agree. You know, and I think the way that each New York to the you know to the Midwest to the you know to the to the West Coast, the way they approach that customer service are like ten times different. Like yeah. you guys here in the Midwest, I've seen so many in body scans. I actually yeah. seen one yesterday. Oh, I can't remember her name. I know her last name is Gamble. So. Yeah, Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I know she had this like fit three D. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that before. I've seen the yeah. ones that you oh, know. Everybody else said in body. I'll one up you. Yeah. And this will give you a three hundred and sixty degree digital image scan of your body. It takes like six hundred pictures and creates a three hundred and sixty degree digital image of your body, measuring every single muscle tissue on your body, your your forearm circumference, your bicep, everything. Um, and then it will give you your posture, your foot placement, your pressure of your feet, how you tilt your head, the whole works. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because you've seen this, we've all seen this, and I love healthy nutrition. I think look good, feel good is an expression for a fucking reason. Like, you know, it usually changes people and I've seen people quit diets because they don't see the mirror as much, the scale doesn't move and all the bullshit. Or guys who are like, you know, maybe cutting down and the muscle like all of a sudden feel like my arms are small. I mean, I'm notorious for this. Like <laughs> I feel like my arms lose size before my gut and I'm pissed and it's in our head. And so when you go get a second scan, you can pull up your online. This is free. I don't charge any Rexy's customer for these machines. And we're talking like 10 grand. Like it's, 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 but I do it because I believe in what we're doing. But what it will do is give you comparative analysis from this time to last time and show you exactly to every single muscle tissue and every single part of your body where it changed. And so now you've, you've got proof in the pudding. Like right there, you know your arm just grew a quarter of an inch and your waist shrunk too and your hips are this or that. You actually, as you lose weight, how your head posture changes and how your foot posture changes to improve you. And everybody said, why? 
why spend that much money on something? I go, because I don't want people to quit trying to change their lives based on some bullshit, you know, impression they have by looking in the mirror. But by doing that, it validates. Like, so, you know, you you get somebody that comes in and they're, you know, they're talking to whoever and it's just like, hey, you know, I want to get bigger or, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just fat and lazy and I need to lose weight. This then validates the program yeah. that, that somebody in your store, yourself or whoever works for you, put them on. I mean, I, I think that's genius. Well, so I let all the trainers in the area, all of them. My, I own two gyms, but I, I have like seven gym memberships. I support all the local shit I can. I have five, so. Yeah, so, <laughs> and half the trainers from the other gyms that don't even work at Iron Heaven work at my store. Like, all your clients. I don't care. I want Omaha to be healthy. There was a thing that came out years ago. Omaha is one of the more unhealthy cities. I go, and I go, shit, shit, stupid. I don't buy it. Maybe it's because we're a smaller population. But I'm like, no. So it's my commitment to the area. Just because I don't care if it's my mom or I don't care if it's you know somebody's sister. Everybody's everybody's somebody's mom or sister. And we all want to be healthy. So it's something we do for the community. So I don't have to be an iron heaven. As long as you, you shop at Rexius, it's free. That was literally That's the idea it. of bringing that Fit 3D into. We had the embody for like a hot minute. Like it was good. Like I'm not saying anybody's bad by any no. means. But it literally came to him and I had a conversation. He's like, I think we can do better. And I was like, I mean, probably. So then he started looking out, and then he found out Fit 3D, came over, told me about it, and I was like, I mean, that's pretty sweet. I'm also the guy. He's, that- like, he's like, yeah, no, like, I think I'll bring it in. And then all of a sudden, I think it was like a week later, he's like, yeah, no, it's coming in. I was like, oh, all right, all right. Well, I'm also, I'm also, process real quick. I I, I don't take a lot of time to make decisions. And I'm also the guy that if there's an ass scene on TV product, I own two of them. Yeah. Like, so, and Brittany will test this. We were dating. She'd walk in my apartment and I I clap and all my lights turned on. She goes, oh my God. I go, oh yeah. You name it. I own it. And that's sham. Wow. Mighty putty, oxy clean. And so for me, it was like, this is the the biggest ass, you know, TV product I've ever seen. I got to have it. And you'll notice something on the board out there is my commitment to having another company and an ass, you know, TV product. And it will happen. You know, it's happening. Jameis' job's going to be to figure out where, the, yeah, we're doing this. So, yeah, but it's just me. That, that's I just like business. I like the process so damn much. But I think, honestly, like, when it comes down, it's a difference in the Midwest. You know, originally it started out just as a Midwest podcast, but now we're going coast to coast with people. And, and people are like, why are, am I more stable when all these other companies have shut down? It's like, I understand one thing. Customer service is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. because I'm trying to create repeat business. And I think in larger populations and larger cities, you can get away with marketing instead of customer service because you have a high enough population to always go after the new customer, the first-time user who's maybe not as knowledgeable in the area, they'll buy that bigger ticket. I believe that uh, um, one of the nutrition stores, I can't remember the name of them, they were completely... You can follow. Okay. Um, they went after that first-time user that was going to spend three, dollars $400 on a weight loss kit. Well, either A, it works... And you're like, oh, shit, or it doesn't. Now you're pissed. You're never going back. So I do things. I ball on a budget. I have six kids. So I literally price everything. And sometimes it drives these guys nuts. Like, we could sell this for a little bit more. I'm like, no, because that's what I would pay for it. And so I wouldn't ever charge something that I wouldn't buy my damn self. It's just how I am. And and I think that truth and honesty. And plus, I never tell any of the guys what to sell. I don't at all. Like, I, we don't. That's our biggest thing. That's our biggest thing. It's like truth and selling. Like, you recommend what you like. I want you to try samples. Talk to the reps when they come in town. Take it. You like it. Sell it. Cool. I'm good. I just want you to make sure that if you believe in it. You're going to sell them on believing in it, too. And I think because we live in a smaller population, you know, Ma is, what, a million in the metro, something like that, Chad? Yeah, it's about 800, some, eight, almost nine. Oh, we're rounding up to a million. Uh, yeah. million sounds cool. Yeah, I know everyone else in the coast goes watching this, like, or a million people. But, you know, compared to some of you guys, like, versus Dallas or Dallas location, you're so densely populated, you're going to have a higher traffic ratio. For us here, I can't afford to piss people off. We have to make it count. We have to make it count because this is why everybody's like, well, why this mentality is now starting to spread and why we're in nine states 
It's because we've stuck to the same principles that repeat business is the only thing that matters to me, period. I don't care about it. And for all you guys listening that work at GNC, that follow me, God love you, cool. I got GNC, guy from the head of the China GNC, followed me on LinkedIn yesterday. Thank you, by the way. Um, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'll tell you right now, the thing is, it, it's it's we don't care about how many multivitamins you sell. I don't care what your average ticket is. I don't care the average number of items per ticket. I don't care any of that shit. They want to come and buy one protein bar mm-hmm. every day. Good. I may only make a quarter for all you a-holes that sell me protein bars and no damn margins and energy drinks. God damn, I can't make a quarter on a bang. But anyways. Um, I've got an official number, by the way. Yeah. 975,454. So we are definitely around a yeah. million. Uh, and, 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 and that's the metro area. The actual city itself is still under 500,000, but the well, metro... in Nebraska, we spread out. We don't go up. And that's that's why we lost the Amazon headquarters here, actually. It's the reason why we, we spread out and don't go up. But but anyways, well, like, so... In Omaha than so well, yeah, well, so, so the, real, but the thing is that, you know, if you look at it, like, I don't care about any of that shit. And it's funny as we talk to other supplement store owners that have come up and toured our facilities and seen they want to, I'm like, come on up. I have no problem showing you the whole operation because you're not going to do what I did. I just know it's not going to happen. And I told them the same thing. I go, because we live in a smaller population, I don't care about any shit. I only care about happy people. That is it. They talk good about me. They talk good about their friends. And you saw the other day, I talked to that guy. He's got to be 60 some years old. Mm-hmm. He's retired. And Cody's sitting there watching me. I think it was driving him nuts because we were supposed to have a comment. I talked to this guy for over an hour in my shop about the kids, what his kids are up to, they're college grads now, and they're about to have kids, and how the family's doing. Guy buys, you know, 50, 60 bucks, so I'm appreciative as shit, but I also like looked at him, I go, that dude will shop here until the day he dies. He will bring his kids in, and when his grandkids are old enough, he'll bring them in. And that's how you build a three-generation business. And it's just because you sometimes you're going to spend an hour with somebody, somebody be five minutes, but you make every single second of that fucking count. I told my employees, I don't care if your girlfriend's in the shop, your mom or dad, when a customer walks in, they become your entire world. Mm-hmm. That is your entire universe. You will, And if, if the person you want to see the most walked in that store, you're going to get up off your ass. You're going to go past the first gondola. You're going to shake their hand. You're going to be as nice as possible because that's what it counts. And it's a sense of urgency. It's the same reason why I stock the stores the way I do is I understand that I can lose them to Amazon like that. Yeah. So I will have it in. I will create an experience that they can't get online. And that's the whole point. And so that, that, I think that's where it comes down in the Midwest is that because we deal with a smaller population, we've had to target those things. And every competitor I've ever had that has focused on dollars and not people, well, they don't exist anymore. There were 11 or 12. I can't run out if you don't focus on people. You know, how many more? Do I say it was 11 or 12 more nutrition stores 10 years ago in Omaha than there are right now? Hmm. Literally when I first started. And... And complete nutrition at the time of spending. I, I, well, I told, I was told by my radio rep, yeah. she was trying to get me to spend more money. Yeah. Not going to happen because I'm cheap. Uh, but they were spending like eighty thousand dollars a month in the radio, and I had a five hundred dollar budget. And here I am, and they're not. And it's not talking smack. I know they have still a couple stores. Nothing wrong with that. But like, and I, and I also know that they made bets as a company how long I would last when I first opened. Six months was the longest I heard because three of their employees now work for me. So I got all the inside data, and that's, it's good for me. But I, but I, you know, we focus on that. It's a, but it's a marathon. If you're going only after the dollar, I think you can appreciate. It. You, you see this because you see stores when they're brand new. You see them when they've been existing for ten years, and you can probably touch on this better than even I can. You can tell when somebody's going after a buck and when somebody's going after the marathon. Oh, I mean, you know, when it's the, when the first question I get is, how much? What do I pay? Before you even know what's in, before you even know about the product, before you even. It's a pre-workout, like, and you, and you. So all you want to know is how much you can make. Now I'm not saying I'm the highest, but I'm also saying I'm not the cheapest. But yeah. don't you want to know what you? So yeah. that just leads me to believe, like, for some of these stores, 
where you really don't care what you're selling. You yeah. just want to know, hey, this is what's in here. All right, great. And then we work price. There's two different. But a lot of people want to hit, hit that price. And those guys that do that, we typically don't work just because it's like they're looking for like a home, they're looking for home runs rather than looking for longevity. And then yeah. it's like six months later. It's like, you know, give, give me a base hit. You get a base hits, yeah. you still get a run. A hundred percent. But six months later, you go back and like, you know, social media is like, it's been like really cool and it's like really bad because now it's like you can kind of like, people can like, here's a picture of my store. I mean, like, you know, I was just in there and your store is like the size of a bathroom. But you, <laughs> you got this great wall, you can take pictures of it. It's but, the Instagram filters yeah, and but, angles. But yeah. you look at like, but, but then you look at what they're selling and I'll, you know, you can, I've never knocked and said one product. I, I just don't do that. Yeah. But I look at what they're selling. And I'm like, to me, that's an inferior product to what you could be selling. Along with mine, and, you know, there's there's multiple of the brands that have great products. But why would you choose not to sell them? Because you're going to, you're going to have to pay two or three dollars more than you yeah. would for that. But you're going to deliver again. You know, you're going to. We don't. That, like, that's what we do. We yeah. do our due diligence on pretty much everything we bring in, like before we even look at margins. And we should have, have, we should have at least so. five employees try it. Yeah. And then they have to get at least three out of five to say, yeah, I want to sell that. And that, that's, you know, that way we get the, the, the nominating yeah, percentage. Um, yeah, I kind of know that's how you did it. We, so, uh, I gave, so I gave all your stores thyroid genetic while I was out here. <laughs> well, well done. No, and they all a, posted it up on social. So now everybody actually, wants to do it. We're actually like, hey, vendors, use it to your advantage, you know? actually get vendors that get super frustrated with us. It's like, hey, man, you want to bring our product in? Yeah, send it out. Let's try it out with all the stuff. Because they want us to obviously order, like, ASAP, we're like, no, man, we gotta let people try it. We gotta know what we got going on here. We gotta know and, and that's then, our process. And, and then honestly, I've had people like and, and vendors that I like, like legitimately, mm -hmm. like I, I've been trying to support a lot of retail owners because I'm a retail owner too, and I get it. And they're like, oh, hey, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, man. Like they'll send them out. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm honest with them. I'm never rude ever, mm -hmm. and I don't talk shit because there's no point. I go, listen, man, I'm just not gonna fly. Why? I'm like, well, you because you put a retired period blend on there, and I don't like that. And then two, like. Nobody really liked it, or one person liked it out of five, and that's just not enough. If I only have one employee out of five that wants to sell it, it's just not. But we do so well with it here. I'm like, that, that's great. Like, I, I'm mm. proud of you. Like, I'm, I'm, I know there are certain brands that we don't do well with that just fly other places, mm. and I'm, I'm always 100% honest, you know, about it. And it's like the guy from uh, Nutribull message yesterday, and like, hey, are you C4? And I'm like, yeah, I told him before. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sell stuff you sell at Costco. It's not my thing, you know, and, and, and it's kind of nobody's asked for it, and nobody asked for it, I don't sell it. And he wanted to do the energy. I'm like, cool, here's the warehouse address, bring him in. If my staff wants to do the RTDs, because we do a shitload of them, mm. um, sure. Like if the margins are, you know, margins look whatever, I mean, you're never going to make money on them anyways, but it's just a nice convenience item. I'm like, if you want to send them, and if they want to drink them, and they want to sell them, cool. You know, but if you think long term, though, like the way I would look at food sitting down, yeah, is that... I talk you into it, and I get you to give me a, I mean, a PO. Like, yeah, you just, just made my month. I hit my yeah. numbers. But your employees think, I don't like that. I'm never getting that order again. Yeah. And then probably in like eight months from now, I'm gonna get a phone call, dude. I'm sitting on all this stuff. What are you gonna do for me? Yeah. And it's gonna kind of be like, uh, can I send you some sample? Like, like this. Oh, yeah. Like, really, what can I do? Like, what can I do for you? And then potentially. Maybe now I don't do other business because you kind of feel like, honest, dude, fuck me. I mean, that's just the reality. So if you're like, hey, go out to all the stores, hey, and my exact words, hey, try this out. You know, if you have some guinea pigs, give it out. If the feedback's really good, do me a favor. Just tell upper management you think you could sell it. And then I'll know in 90 days from now, yeah. I'll send it out again. Yeah, I mean, I think I did that well, orange mango. Well, and, and that's and that's yeah. So well, that's well, that's the thing for us though. I think I, I think a lot of it just comes down to like I I, I tell all the reps I'm like, listen, like I don't have a horse in the game. 
I own a brand. Nobody knew it was ours until I launched it at the Olympia. I didn't tell anybody because I know I want that truth in selling. And and I, I worked the shops four days this last week, and people were coming in. And I don't get to work the shops as often as I like, but it's a favorite part of my damn job, actually. That's why I started this damn place. And what do you think? Well, do you like Vasco? Go, that's good. I think this one might work better, though. I said, for what you're using it for, I think this one's going to probably be more your bag. I think that one might gel your legs up a little bit too much for the cardio because you're just doing that. And I'm like, oh. Oh, you expected me just to sell a brand I own partner? Like, no, no. I'm just you come here. Like this this is the one that makes all the wheels turn for all the companies. Like I just want to make sure you get what you want. And they're like, why do you have like 35 pre-workouts? Because I have pre-workout ADD and I try shit and I like it, and then these guys have it and I and I do it. And some fact is the brand is funny. I said this the other day. The brands I do well with. And this is no bullshit. Are the brands where the guys who run the company are genuine? Mm-hmm. Like you and Mike, genuine guys. Like which sees what you get. I appreciate the shit out of that. And you know, Feroji, like yeah, the fellows at Axon Sledge. There, there's no filter there. People are like they ask me, he's acting. Oh no, that's he's a walking bucket of Tourette syndrome with Duck Dynasty meets together. And that's him. And <laughs> fueled, fueled by gummy bears. Fueled by gummy bears. <laughs> and, and Joe Binley, like him and I became good friends years ago. But I wouldn't carry the line at first. They had to. They flew up here. And then I met him, I was like, I like you and your weird ass, you know, UK accent. Yes, Joe, I'm talking about you. And, uh, and, and but, it's, it's, but it's funny, those are the brands that have made it. Like, Condemn, like, you guys have made it in our stores for a couple years now, and that's honestly rare for a couple of brands. Everybody has their life cycle, but they still they'll have ups and downs, like all volume does with anything, because people are like, they want the new thing, and especially with pre-workouts and fat burners, it always is, but it's like they, they always come back around, and it's funny, like there's certain ones that we've carried for a long time. There's even a brand, I won't name it, that I don't like the owner at all. I just think he's an arrogant prick, but God, that pre is good. It's been there for like six years and people just keep buying the shit. Mm-hmm. I don't talk smack about it. I won't name him. I won't give him the notoriety. But, uh, but, we have but our, like, I'm honest if I'm anything. But, you know, <laughs> but it sells. And it, But I think, but, the, the, but the, on the end of the day, my, my thing is the guy who comes to takes money, drives, you know, puts gas in his car, spends money to drive to my shop in the middle of, like I was telling you last week, it was negative seven here. And I gave away a free shaker cup. Anybody who braved and froze their ass off that came in my shop that day, and they bought some, they spent their 30 bucks or 40 bucks on a product. That means, the, to me, I, it's the process. You really sit back and think about it. This guy's got, he spent 40 bucks. He drove to my shop in the freaking cold to come support my employees and our families. And if you really sit back and think of that process, that is huge. They chose that day to take their time, and time's the one thing they're not making any more of. Okay, like you're like you can't get that ten, that twenty minutes back. No, right? You know what I'm saying? And he took that time and his money that he worked his ass off for. Let's say it's a, a kid makes ten bucks an hour working at the Sonic Drive Through. Oh. He worked four hours to go buy that pre workout for me. That's huge. And if you don't lose sight of that. You stay true to people. I think that, you know, like that's that's where people lose. Like I would say people have been in business a long time. Step back and remember the process. That's one of my uh, favorite things, you know, honestly, is when people come into our store and it's this is gonna sound super corny, but like we literally teach them the Rexy's way. Is really what it is. Like somebody comes in like first time customer, or maybe they've been in there before and bought a bar, whatever. And I walk them through, like, hey, like I wanna do this, and I'll explain everything to them. I'll talk them out of sales. Like that throws people through a loop. Oh, it makes people oh, so my, my buddy freaked out. Yeah, my buddy just don't know what to says, do. I need this, this, and this. I was like, well, first off, get better friends. You just need this. Um, <laughs> get better friends. But uh, and like we're very candid. Like our motto is we're professionally unprofessional. Like we're not being rude or anything. But like we're very candid about things. Like if somebody like grabs a pre workout, and I personally think it sucks. I will straight tell you, like, well, that one's trash. Why do you guys carry it? 
because other people enjoy trash. I don't know. Like it's so it's when there was a I'll certain I'll explain what it is. Well, it's like so. there, was, there was a certain explode product that was out that <laughs> I won't name. I called it colon blow. Because that's what it did. If you two, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're in the bathroom 10 minutes in that training. How jacked up that now? If you're doing leg day, you're gambling the whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Better, you better not get on that leg press. Better not get on that leg press. <laughs> and so I told everybody, I'm like, I know you saw it in the magazine. I'm just telling you. But I had it. Because I always said, I, I go, I can't talk about a product if I don't have it. They'll think I'm just saying because I don't have it. So, like, when I had C4 for years, I don't mind naming this. They're still mm. company. Like, people come in, like, well, what's that press? I go, listen, do you have a Costco membership? Like, yeah, I go, Man, they got two jugs for twenty nine ninety nine right now. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, that's way cheaper. I'm cheaper I can buy it for. Wow, man, that's cool. They'd still buy something, but they appreciated the brutal honesty. But I didn't want them to buy it at my shop and find out that they could get another jug for the same for two jugs for the same price at Costco the next week for like that guy Rex just screwed me over. So there were lures at one point where we ended up uh, expired like 40, 50 jugs of it just because we were so dead set honest. If I told every manager, make sure everybody knows that mm-hmm. you can go get it. What? Because I want to sleep at night, you know, with a good conscience on my head. Like I think that that kind of attitude is, uh, and in the Midwest, I know it's, you know, it's, it's funny when I deal with vendors coast to coast and, and you're a rarity. Honestly, coming from the East Coast, a lot of them, they're very hard pressure. And they try, but not realize I trained salespeople yeah. for seven years across the United States. And so I'm like, I see the tactics coming from a mile away. I let them do their spiel, you know, just because I'm like, oh, they're reading a the script. I don't want to hurt their feelings. But, like, you guys are just genuine. You've always been genuine as shit. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, that's even like, you know, me and Mike sometimes have that. He doesn't understand I'm uh... So I've been in sales my whole life. Like, I mean, when I was 13 years old, I had a started a sneaker cleaning business that moved to a car wash business. And then, you know, it just progressively moved. So, and I've always in sales. I mean, I even had, went to Utah and opened, you know, hot dog vending carts before the Olympics came out there. You know, oh, so no I, shit. I sold, I sold prefabricated homes. I mean, you, I mean, it was pretty funny. Like, I listened to your podcast, so you and Nick were talking about multi-level marketing. Yeah. I've done three of them. <laughs> I know, think we've all done at least you know, one. And, yeah. and, and uh, I always, I, I'll always be firm. I'm like, I believe in relationship selling. So like a sales call for me for the first, if, if I have 10 minutes with you, mm-hmm. eight minutes is going to be about bullshit. It's going to be about uh, the chiefs or whatever, you know, you know, congratulations or whatever. Thank you. Or like, uh, Thank you. you know, or it's, Hey chiefs, how your, you know, how your kids, like how your yeah. kids doing? Hey, how's your wife? It's been a while. Like, yeah. you know, like, and then like no little facts, like, Hey, I know when it's the Olympia. I know it's time to kind of congratulate you. You really don't want to be out there talking about shit. Yeah. You want to be enjoying yeah. your anniversary, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. So, so it's wow. See, that's why right so there. That's so my anniversary. So it's 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 like learning the little things. And then yeah, my job at the same time is I still got to make you know you still have to justify you know trips to that. But hey, listen, this is where we're at. This is what we can do. Is that something? And it's just a leak out there. And I may not. I'm not the guy who closes on the spot. But I'm the guy who gets the longevity and eventually gets. And that's the way to profit. You know, that, that's the way to profitable relationships and profitable business, in my opinion. Our store is set and stuff like that. That's how Rex's nutrition is set. And that's the way we train people, too. Oh, yeah. It's like all of our employees, I usually handle like the first training session uh-huh. on. And I literally drill it in their head. I'm like, I need you guys to be very honest. Do not ram something down somebody's throat, dude. If I find that out, you will not work here. And like they literally look at me and they're like startled. I'm like, I mean that. You're not a salesperson. You're not a salesperson. You're a consultant. You're a give consultant. Give your opinion. Give what you they, think. They, stuff they, like look, that. Look at the description of the word consultant. You're coming to a mutually beneficial agreement. Hmm? That's what we do. If they don't want to buy it, 
that's not mutually beneficial. Just gotta make don't sell it. Just you, you make you you're be a make, teacher. You're gonna make educated you know? recommendations. Yes. Based on your experiences and the experiences that you've had and the feedback that you've got from others. And listen, there are some people that are a little more inclined. Like if you sat down with me and Mike and said, "Talk about a pre-workout." He'll be able to break it down for you. Yeah. And I'm gonna just give you like the cold like. Boom, boom, boom. Like, I'm, I'm well, giving you the quick Well, that's fact. like Shane. So, that's, you know, you know Shane. Shane is the greatest salesperson that's ever existed. I wish he worked in a shop still. I'm going to bore you with technical details because I'm a science geek and I, I and I like that stuff. Shane is going to get you jacked up. You're going to walk in the shop. And this is very much that have seen Shane Yeager work in a shop. It's legendary. You walk in, he's like, what's up? Good looking. Man, you look shredded today, bro. And like, he'll sit there. Like, we think it's pretty rough. Man, it's going to get you jacked up, man. Skin tearing pumps. You're coming at me. He goes, I can see you get bigger already. And he's and actually he just, just and reading he's legitimately, the top. legitimately reading the top. And he's literally saying, like, he it's something he likes. He's not lying to you. He's being straight up. Yeah. Me, I'm going to go through, like, how many grams of citrulline it's got, what kind of caffeine breakdown, all those. And it's just two different styles. Both work. Because, like, you can literally see on Shane's face, he's not lying. And he's literally excited. And if somebody's excited... You know, same point, like for me, and I, I've had people where I'm so dead honest, there was a pre-workout a couple years ago from, um, I, wanna, I hate naming company, I don't want to do it, it tasted horrible. The flavor was called orange juiced, which you know I'm talking about. And they're like, what do you think? I go, it tastes like gunpowder mixed with a little bit of tang. They go, that bad? I go, yeah, I think the company thinks it makes it more hardcore. <laughs> and people laugh, and then they buy it. Uh, I'm like, I told you that tastes bad. They're like, yeah, but oh, kind of cool, cool name. I'm like, whatever. But I, at least I was honest, you know. Yeah. So how did you, how long have you been with Condemn Labs, and how did you get there? Uh, so Condemn Labs were going on the third year. Um, so, you know, I've previously worked for a few other companies, but yeah. uh, me and me and Mike, our relationship kind of started when I uh, I was continuously trying to pound Iovate. So for everybody who doesn't know who Iovate is, Iovate are the makers of hydroxycut muscle. Yeah. Um, and so I I was that persistent guy that just kept walking in the store. And you know I mean you know being from Brooklyn, I think that you know we had a lot of mutual friends. Uh, and then kind of like fast forward, you know Iovate kind of moved out. You know I had some other ventures. I went to work for a uh, another company which I really won't mention it's the company that's bottles that are all blue yeah anyway um <laughs> i love all our soul just like slides in right there, um, yeah. and uh and i had remember at one period of time you know i had you know mike had it wasn't more like consulting but you know he was starting a brand kind of knew me knew that i had like a lot of relationships and just asked me what i thought like where you would go what would make you successful and he's like i didn't want to know the success part about gnc your vitamin shop because for muscle tech that was a huge part of business yeah um, because brick and mortar really wasn't super supporting supportive yeah. at that time um and i had just told him what i thought i you know and fast forward the blue company just didn't work out me and the owner you know just didn't see eye to eye he was all about the dollar and i was like well we got to offer something more to the customer and uh i don't remember how it came if you know if it was richie which was you know his cousin and partner at the time yeah. you know i just said Man, you know, let's talk. And yeah. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or I wanted to go back into some kind of sales because I like sales. And uh, we had uh, we had lunch at a, a Panera Bread. So if you know me, yeah. I love Panera Bread because it's free Wi-Fi. I drink the coffee, and it'd be like they're like into like my my offices on the road. Like you can stop <laughs> yeah. over. It's like yo, I got like orders to place. You got to get them put in by a certain time. Yeah. So it's like. No, where's Panera Bread? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Six blocks that way. <laughs> <laughs> so we we wound up sitting down and, um, you know, I said to him, I said, this is what I can do. And it was like the bare minimum because I looked at a company. So, you know, going back, it was like you, we weren't in a lot of stores. You yeah. know, we had, you know, we had, you know, we had 
it just what we weren't out there. Just yeah. really starting, and um, I knew that you know from a financial point of view from the company, um, but I knew where we. I I knew at that point listening to Mike, and his vision. Like I, like you know when you talk with somebody and you feel it. Yeah. It's not like yo, you're just talking shit. Like yeah. here was a guy who was an iron worker. You know he owned a supplement store. You know he had run to. You know I mean he did a SARMS line. He did another um, another supplement company. You know with another big IFBB pro name. Not gonna like throw names out there. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I seen his passion. He was like yo, I just seen that things were lacking in products. And Mike, you know, being was a hardcore bodybuilder. I mean, he had one of the hardest and greeniest physiques that I've seen on stage. And being a diabetic, he was like, I wanted to be able to pass it on there. So I was like, I want to make a hardcore product. And I was like, but a hardcore product, but guess what? Everybody can take it. And I just felt this passion. And so, you know, I came aboard and, you know, lo and behold, it's like every month, you know, we, now don't get me wrong. I mean, starting a business and, you know, me not knowing some of the roles that I filled there and him starting, I mean, no, there were some ups and downs. I mean, oh, yeah. it was... Yo, there's some hurdles and there's like crazy people from California that want to sue you to like all kinds of crazy stuff all yeah. over the place. No offense to anybody in California, but um, <laughs> and and it's 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 been it's it's just been a really it's been a great fucking ride. Yeah. Um, I you know I have um, to have an actual you know my say. Yeah. Um, you know, my input is valued. So I get a company like I have like I would say stuff and you know it would go like in this year, go out that year. Because we're making more money at Rite Aid. That's actually what we hear about most of those big-time vendors, um, too. And, uh, you know, and it, and it gives me the opportunity to go from, you know, east to west. And, you know, I just love working with people. Like, the best part of my job, people think it's crazy, is I like coming out. Like, not even to do this. Like, came out, yo, I've seen Shane in the warehouse yesterday. And I was like, holy fuck. Because <laughs> I went to the back. The old one, yeah. I went to the back. And I went to go open the door, and it was locked. And then I peeked my head in the window. And I was like, yo, where's the, where, where's the fucking, where's warehouse. the cash register? Yeah. I said, the warehouse, I'm like, am I in the right place? So I said, I know there's an entrance in the front side. <laughs> you know? So I go into the front and, you know, I, I, was, I was greeted really warmly at the gym. And I'm like, hold on, man, the fucking gym's bigger. Except for the big red thing that, like, opened up and, like, oh, yeah. burst in the air. Yeah, that's why I'm like, throws everybody through the loop. Yeah, and saves everybody. Uh, first couple of times that I heard, I was like, what the fuck that? And, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's like that whole, so now you actually get to, like, look. And it was like, yo, you went from a warehouse that was probably the size of this room to, like, 15 of them. Yeah. Oh, and holy shit. Like you can go like really up, and so you know he was Shane looked like he was happy because like it, like everything was like really yeah, he's organized and he well, that Shane's playground that, that, that Shane's yeah. playground and don't move stuff, don't move things around. Um, that Shane's playground, you know. But it's like for me to for me to actually say, hey, I want to be part of your business. Like that gives me the experience. Like, hey, shit, you're growing. I mean, like to like and and I know understand the feeling because we went from our warehouse was in a brownstone in Brooklyn that you couldn't even get a pallet down the stairs. Like we would have to like. You know, you get five thousand flavor. You know, five thousand units of a pre-workout. Yeah. Three flavors. So you know, fit, imagine taking them off the pallet, hand walking them. Like so when you go to Brooklyn, we have these brownstones, so like ninety people can like live like straight up. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but now we're in, you know we have a big warehouse in Oklahoma that that you know houses yeah. that. So it's like it's great to like see people that you work with that they continue to grow and like you grow. So it's just you know that's probably the best part of my job. I mean. Money's great, but at the yeah. end of the day, I ain't, I ain't taking it with me. I mean, I live okay. I, I mean, I don't need to drive a Maserati, and I don't need like a, a, yeah. a, a Bentley drop coupe with like a helicopter and you know, <laughs> diamond, you know, diamond seating and all that good stuff. 
Well, but it's awesome hearing those stories. I think it gives people who watch these podcasts, entrepreneurs, hope like where they're at, where three years is at, where ten years is at, and like, and it's I keep starting new ventures, so I can redo the process, which resharpens the Rexius business because I'm at a different stage. But I like I've done it before, and I mean we'll touch on that in this industry a little bit. Since a lot of guys who were who were in this industry watch this, uh, just because it's the field we're in. And I think that I think that you touched on that, like you know, people were concerned about the, the Walmart, the Sam's Club, the Rite Aid, and all that kind of stuff. And and I've been asked this by people, and it's in our supplement owners group mm. on Facebook. It like why does this company longer exist? I said because they screwed brick and mortar. They forgot about the guy that helped build the name in the first place, who shook a hand and explained it to some kid who was training for the first time, and they forgot those guys, and they went the big account. But eventually, that life cycle hits. And then now the big account's gone. Now they have no accounts. And now, because they try to go back to the brick and mortar, that guy, like me, I remember that. I remember yeah. when you screwed me and put it online for a dollar over cost and made me look like an asshole. And I want nothing to do with you. And that's why all these companies that used to sponsor the Olympia don't even exist. Like the companies that we had to carry 10 years ago in this industry that were staples are not in my stores. It was funny. I had a good friend of mine that worked for uh, Glambia. And he came in and he's like, well, why don't you carry more gold standard? And gold standard was the, the shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was. And I said, I go, and I had a couple of jugs on the shelf. I always had it. He said, well, what do you, how do you sell it? I go, oh, I tell them to go get the six-pound bag at Costco that you guys sell, even though it's a, you know, not the same formula exactly, but because it, it's like cheaper. And he kind of looked at me. He goes, well, we can do a different deal. I go, okay. I go, and this is years ago when 24 Hour Fitness was still here. And I go, I wrote down the address of North Park 24 Hour Fitness. I go, why don't you do me a favor right now? I want you to drive down to 120th Blondo. I want you to go in and see what they're selling it for. And then I want you to come back. And it was very nice. I played football with him in college. Great guy. Great guy. Like, we have a good relationship. Still are. I'm like, I go, listen, we'll make a deal. Like, I'm all about making deals. I said, I've called your company 20 times. I offered to buy an entire semi-load to get my price lower because I liked the product at the time. He drove down, came back. He goes, they're selling it cheaper for retail than you can even buy it for. I said, I haven't put an order in with you because I've been buying it at North Park 24-Hour Fitness and stocking it in my store with a $5 margin. So if, if you used a credit card that day, I probably made a buck. So all you guys listening out there thinking, I'm making money on protein, you're out yeah. of your damn mind. That's like gas at a gas station as a lost leader. But that was the thing. Never... We, we still speak. We're still friends. And, you know, and it's, it's good. Wish them the best of luck. And I have none of that brand does not exist in my store anymore. Neither does Muscle Tech. Neither does Muscle Farm. Uh, neither does Cellucor. None of them. And we have 25 locations across nine states. And like, how do you go? Because they're, they're, they're non, I mean, has any brand ever gone to Walmart and become more successful? No. And that's what I think is so funny about it. They go for this home run hit, realizing that, you know, three base Four base hits still gets you a gets you a score. Like you keep going for the home run and you forget about all the little shit. You don't do the little things right. The little guy matters. And I think that the internet and this is we'll touch on this a little bit. You've seen this change over the last three years, especially. But I think our industry saw a major hit in 2017, 2018. Like we talked mm-hmm. right when the podcast started, that the internet was the great equalizer. That was more convenient than even going to the big chain store. So now there's no loyalty. They just went to the internet. Yeah. And so like, and so they went to Amazon because it's prime shipping and all these things. And it, it, it was the leveling field. The guys who were trying to buy the business with the best location in the shopping mall that they had some kid running it because they could afford it because they were wealthy. All those stores shut down. And the guy, the retailer who's invested in the community and the people and the relationships is the last one standing, which is why we're the last one standing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I'm dealing with these banking, these lovely bankers, 
about as much love as I have for lawyers, um, <laughs> it, which is true. And I always love listening to those tirades when it's back from the bank. It's yeah, my I, I do. I have tirades. The banks. They're like, well, we don't see why you made it and the other ones didn't. You're just a small company. It's like, because I understand people. Mm-hmm. Relationships. I think a handshake means something. I don't need to have it on paper if we shook hands. That's how I am. And if you're not that guy, we can't do business. And like, I don't, I don't need it in writing. Does that always lead me? Like, no. But like these bankers just don't get it. And he's seen tirades on banking. Like, you sit behind a counter and you don't actually do it. Judge me and whether or not. They're seriously fun. I'm gonna record one of these. Oh my god, they're do that, please. Oh it's my god, oh, you want to hear me? I'm sure sure like he has like doesn't know what's you happening. You want to see me? Have, awesome. You want to see me have a Tourette syndrome moment? That would be one of them. He has a walk when he comes in. When I know it, we got a time. Oh, Ch- Chad, Chad's in this well, office it, every it, day. It, Chad's Chad's laughing because he knows it. Chad's he's got, he's got a shit walk when there's a tirade coming. Like once a week. Chad is this once a week. He the cooler. He grabs an energy drink and he has his strut all the way up. Chad sits. Chad, he sees it. Chad sits. Chad will pull an energy drink, sit, cross his legs. Alright, let's hear this. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch, but it, it, but it's it, but it's funny, and they're like they just don't get it. I'm like, his relationships only that matter. So I think that the internet, even though all of our industry got its ass kicked in 2017, 2018, and that's a fact. I saw GNC closed 1,200 locations. Complete nutrition shut down. Almost all their other franchises shut down. Uh, vitamin shop was in bankruptcy. Got bought out by Liberty Tax. This is all happening. Nothing against all those stores. I know those employees in those stores. I wish them nothing best. I feel bad for the franchisees of some of those companies because those are the ones who took in the shorts. Those are guys trying to feed their families, guys and gals feeding their kids. I don't ever talk smack about their company. I'm not going to now either. I just think that you know people put profits, uh, short-term profits over long-term intelligence, and that's the problem. They saw a dollar and thought nothing about tomorrow. In a small business, you don't have that option. You have to think about tomorrow and next week and next month because sometimes there's more month left than there is paycheck, even as a business owner. And that's where we were like, no, I'm not going to risk my business for $1 today because it's going to cost me $10 tomorrow. And that's the true testament of why small business is successful, why we're seeing more independent retailers having success. And we're seeing all these major brands that we're trying to basically it's our way to the highway, as you've worked for them before you know this, and they're non-existent. They're non-existent at all. And it's, you know, it's fun for me because it's all about the guys that are real. John Meadows, you and Mike, Ferrochi and Pat and, and Zach and all the guys out of Access Sledge mm-hmm. and, and, and Roman with Almax mm-hmm. just because, I mean, good God, he's... These, these are guys that are awesome. Like, Roman for Essex was at both of our weddings. Both of our weddings. Flew out to both of our weddings. He I, got way drank way more than we did at uh, our weddings. Yes, Roman. Yeah, I'm like, shouting you out right now, bro. I don't, uh, I don't know about my wedding. No, your wedding was I don't remember a lot of my wedding, so. I, 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 I have it on video. Um, but, but so. you know, but it's the, those relationships, and, and people come in, and, and the people come to the warehouse, which is great. They look at me, like, how do I get that? Like, well, and I'll tell them, like, here's how that, that company worked in here. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Like, I, I told them the same thing. Like, I, I'll sample it out. Like, you going out to meet all my, my store managers. That's huge. Mm-hmm. They, one, they like the attention. Because they don't get to go to everything else. They don't get to hear directly from you guys sometimes. And I think that's huge. And the fact you took the time to email them, but to actually go meet a lot of these guys and well, give the them samples. Well, without even like, saying either. Like, that, that's no. things like you just showed up and like, yeah, that's them and stuff like that. I'm no tourist. That's a, that's a cool thing to do. That's a I super really cool thing know, to do. I honestly didn't even know you were in town until I saw Kelly put that up on social media. I was like, oh, hey, you know what? I mean, well, <laughs> but I mean, ask him. I think I didn't tell him. I'd just be like, hey, I'm going to be in your neighborhood in like two days. And it was like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? Sweet. You know, I'm like, cool, because I, I, I love the fact that you're from the East Coast and that you travel everywhere. And I think that, like we were talking before we were in the hall, before we started this podcast, I, my old job was 90,000 miles a year in my car. There's a lot to be said. Like, I'm very, I told these guys before, like, I'm very no, hard to say no to in person. 
I am. And, and not that I'm trying to pressure anybody, but I'm, I think I get a real feel for a guy face-to-face. And if somebody takes the time to come up to Nebraska, especially if you don't live here in the winter, yeah. you've already got a little bit of loyalty for me because it was negative seven last week. And well, no, I mean, it, it was pretty funny. So when I was in Lincoln, the last time I was in Lincoln, not yesterday, the time before that, I almost killed myself. Oh yeah, that's right. It was snowing. It was snowing. I I can't and, and forgive me that I don't know like the lingo of the streets, but like I wound up doing like a three sixty like in the middle of the highway before I turned into you know he's got yeah. that like little cove that yeah. he turns into, but uh, yeah, like I said, there's nothing there's nothing better than like face to face and you know I, you know it's the best part of my job and you get to see some people light up. And what, what makes it the difference for the stores, what I owe, like, like, you know, if you have store owners that are listening and what will determine them being successful or not, is if they're not in the store, it's the person that they have working there. Yeah. And if you have an utter lazy piece of shit, because I you, walk, you've I, seen it. I walk, and listen, you don't know, half the time I walk in and I have a sweater. If you know me most of the time, I don't wear a polo shirt. No. I typically will have a, I mean, at, even at the Olympia meetings, like I have a t-shirt on. Yeah. It's kind of who I am. I'll always wear a pair of True Religions and you'll always catch me with a pair of Jordans on. Um, <laughs> but you walk in and it's like, you walk in and it's like somebody's like peeps their head like up from like, they're sitting at a counter so you know they're fucking with their phone. Yeah. And he does one of these. So, that's it. Just goes back to his phone. If I ever not, catch an employee doing that, you know what? Gone. One strikeout is policy. And and, and, uh, it's and strike policy. then you can see the difference. One, you see, you know, I'm like, I was doing it to Shane yesterday, but like, I'll walk through your store and start blocking and facing stuff. I guess that's old GNC habit for oh, me. Yeah. But like, everything, everything. I go all the time. I can't. Yeah. And it's, uh, but that will make the difference. So like, if you feel like, hey, just because you got the guy that everybody likes in the gym, it's because he's this big, jacked up, juicy motherfucker, doesn't mean he's gonna be the best. Hey, listen, that like like stay home mom that needs to feed her family, that does go to the gym and kinda understands, I guarantee she has a higher. Well, we we, we've got I got part-time employees who have worked for me for nine and a half years. Literally. The old Maddox. The old Maddox, Maddox has worked for me since the wolves. first two, three months I was open. And uh, he's been nine and a half years. He's my Tuesday, Wednesday night guy at the center shop. It's like clockwork. He probably we just think it's fun. The hours aren't bad. We're not, I'm not a micromanager, and he likes it. And I've got a lot of grown-ups that work for me from the police department and the fire department, and it's and it's cool because they go with the environment we create, and, and they understand that they will treat people how they want to be treated, and it's hard to translate to an 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and, and it's and I told that well, we, we I detail it out for him. I don't I don't leave much left for this discru- uh, discussion. Like you will get up, you will put your phone down, you will walk at least ten to twelve steps, you will shake their hand, you will look them in the eye, you will stand perpendicular if you are in shape, and you will hold your hands like this so you're not intimidating to that person. Like I get all the way down, they go, "What's that mean?" Every little thing matters. The store will be cleaned, you will vacuum, you will mop the floor. Dress for success doesn't just mean you; it means everything. Facing the bottles, I will face everything every can in the cooler will be stocked and that's just because i get one chance i get one chance and i have that sense of urgency in small business you have if you don't have that sense of urgency you are a ticking time clock until you are shut down i guarantee it if you don't have that and we have my manager i tell them i go imagine you took all the money in your checking account and i even have somebody told me space like i have a thousand bucks okay cool you took that thousand dollars and you bought all see you bought all config pre-workout 
and you put it on the shelf. It'll be stocked, it'll be clean, it'll be straight, and you will do everything you can to make sure your customers are happy that they buy that. Otherwise, you can't feed your kids come the, the first of the month. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa. I go, that's my position. Because all my lifetime savings is on those store shelves. And so you better bet your ass I will do 150% over the top customer service and that thing. Everything will look pristine. And, and I think Cody said when he's gone for uh, 23rd and 24th of the center, he went home for family stuff for Christmas. And so I work store. Kind of have fun, actually. And he goes, you kind of make me feel bad. I go, because I cleaned the bathroom. I cleaned the back room. I cleaned everything. And I said, I go, for me, it's, it's like making your bed in the morning order like nobody else might see that and he knows this because no. he does this too and, that, and, and this is why he's my business partner and, and VHI it's because those things matter orderly clean dress for success I mean it changes your mindset when you're giving 150% to everything you do it'll change the way you perceive everything you do and I talk about that almost every podcast because it it means something I can't drive that home hard enough that people get lazy about this or other thing like I procrastinate when I've planned to procrastinate. That's how OCD type A I am. So my desk is the one area where there's chaos, but it's organized chaos. So everybody walks like in there. Like, system, man. I have my system. And I just, but it is for me, and it's every time I do an interview with somebody and they come in my office, they go, holy shit, I go, yeah, I'll get to it. But that's, that's my area. It's my four feet of space where I can do where it's just me, but the rest of it, it's just the way I am. And, and that's the people who are like, I, and managers say sometimes I make them feel bad because I'll go to work a shift and I'm like, fixed your vacuum, did this, toilet's not running anymore, mop the floor, disinfected, cut on the shelf. They're like, and, and here's the list of inventory you need. Oh, I was out of that much shit. I go, I just thought you could use a bit more. And so I'll go down there and I detail it and I'm like, it's not to feel bad. It's just, you know, like, here's how I would do it and you do you. And that's, I guess, the difference. And, and it's funny, like, I, you need to understand, like, and you guys don't get to see the part when I do with franchisees and we've opened so many new stores lately and we're opening. We got one looking at West Des Moines. I got one looking at Council Plus. I got, um, God, we got three or four in Kansas City. We got a couple other ones. Florida. Florida, I'm still working on Real estate in Florida is a bitch. Yeah, that's. So I was gonna say. That's, oh, real estate. I was gonna say that's. Yeah, yeah. From, being, from being out here, yeah, like looking at like squ- and looking at square footage. Yeah, like I think I heard on one of your podcasts, you like said it's like square foot, but like one of the spaces you had was like five grand, and I remember knowing the space. I'm like five grand. Take that same space here in New York, and it's like thirty eight, forty thousand. Oh, it's just stupid. I, I and, and it's, but the thing is, like you guys are just like when we open these stores, and these guys are like. We're helping them do their first orders. You know, we get them out of our warehouse or whatever. And they're like, what do I go? And, and I understand that this guy or this gal that starts this store, they're taking a big chance. Now, granted, our franchising fees are stupid cheap. You could start five Rexes for the cost of one other chain. Literally, I make it cheap on purpose. Mm-hmm. Most of my franchisees pay their loans off in less than three years, purposely. And we like Because I want them successful. But but it's still a big risk. And if a lot of these guys never been a business owner before, they're like, what brands do I carry? And I'm like, okay, the ones you want Staples, Condemn Labs, you want, you know, all max. I want you to pick up some project AD, which carries nice sledge. And I go through like six companies and then they go, I let them kind of feel their own way out with other shit. The best way into my companies is through my franchisees. You make them happy and you got my eyes. But for me, pick up a new product, it's 10 grand to start because I got to stock all my shops and I have to have available for franchisees. So it's harder for me to pick up new products because we got to that size. But for them, they can pick up anything they want as long as the brand is approved by me. And so I was telling them, like, go kiss their ass. So better, it's an easier way into me because also my franchisees start selling buku bucks of this shit. I'm like, hey. I want some of that money. So then we'll do it. And But the thing is, but we recommend you guys with those other companies because I know you're not going to screw them. I know they're not going to go find it online for a dollar over cost. Well, I think and sit back it, and, and as a new business owner, like the, seeing all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. 
Like that, it's just the most uncomfortable, heart-wrenching feeling. And so I recommend the companies that, that relate, I have relationships with the guys like you guys because I know that they're safe carrying your shit in their store and that's going to be quality and their customers are going to like it and they're not going to get screwed on price. They're not going to get screwed because that's, for me, it's like, hey, listen, they bought into me and they trusted me with their family's future. And so now I got to recommend brands to trust them with their family's future. And you guys are one of them. But that says a lot because you guys go out and I think it all started the first time we met you guys. You guys came out and, and road tripped all the way the hell out here. Yeah. And I'm like, I was working the exarbon shop that you guys rolled up and, and, yes. was like, yeah. and I was like, you guys came out from New York. Holy shit. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that was, but it was huge for me. I love that kind of stuff though. No, we, I, we came out cause I had just come over and I think you were, you were carrying like one product. Yeah. And I was just, I remember saying, Mike, they got so many stores. I said, something don't look right with the number. He's like, why don't you call them? I'm like, call them. Let's get in the car and just go there. Yeah. I said, there's multiple stores. I said, I know what he looks like because I didn't know what he looked like. I said, I know what this guy Tim looks like. This is picture. Let's just go to, let's just go to every store until we find Tim. And then I, and then we did. Oh, so you were one of those vendors that called me all the time asking for Tim. No. So, so then, so then at the time, so your other partner, uh, Nick. Yeah. We kind we wound up linking up, and I was like, well. Well, let me talk to the man. Yeah. And and it worked and it and just continued to work out and I think the relationship really worked out. I mean, I think, you know, cuz we see the cuz we saw you guys in Olympia or whatever and then we we never met at the table and, and, and it's uh that's for us. I'm like, I mean, what you did like yesterday going around the shops, that's huge. Oh, so in fact, my, my if Kelly and JD and these guys go, hey, I want to sell this. I'm like, hey, but I want to get things you want to sell. It really, because like for me, it, I, I get back and all, I, I get removed from it to a certain degree because we have th three companies and I do work insane hours and it's tax season. So I don't always get in the shops as much as I would like. Last week it was an exception, but I don't. So I don't, I'm kind of, I get a little bit remiss and removed from it just because I'm not dealing with it on the daily. And I'm like, so what's in my mind? It's still cool. It's no longer cool. <laughs> and it's like my kids tell me, like, cargos aren't cool. Cargos are coming back. I'm going to make this a thing. It's a cargos are coming back? Chad, write this down. Cargo mm -hmm. pants are coming back for guys. I'm bringing this back. I got it. I, Thank I, you. I, I got it. Thank you. Tim's going to be out there wearing cargos. <laughs> Shot it down. everybody that they're back, but he's the only one wearing cargos. Which means trendsetter, baby. <laughs> he's like, no, trendsetter. No, I'm trendsetter. You, everybody's wearing them. All right, Everybody's Tim. If, if you yeah, don't right. if you don't come into the office next week with cargos, then uh, deals off. Every day, things. every day, cargo shorts. I don't care what weather it is. You put up, put up, so four. Put up or shut up. You want everybody to send you cargo <laughs> cargos, cargos, cargos. That's Christmas gifts. Yeah. So and, I got. We don't get to work. Like I gotta have you more get than two balances. Those yeah. two or Jack my new balances. <laughs> the, the, the dad outfit. Got the mowing shoes. Listen, I got I got my toms on now. Shut up, Dick. So I love those. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then from here, like, so from here, I take another really short drive. I go up to Mankato. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's a little. I was six hours. At, but I was looking at the. I was looking yeah. at. I was looking at the weather though. I think they already got like ten inches of snow. They did. It snows up there, man. Uh, that's all it does. So that's how the packing order of this company works. So there's me and there's Cody. So in the winter, I go to Dallas and Cody goes to Mankato, and that's kind of, and then we flop it the other way around. Who's got the bigger truck? Me. We have the same trucks now. Oh, oh we do. We have the same truck. We have the same trucks now. Yeah, Cody. Yours a little bit better than mine. I think I pay you too much. Anyways, <clears> uh, <laughs> all right. If you had to give one piece of advice to anybody, a new entrepreneur, um, what would it be? Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. Study your study your craft. Yeah, but it, it really just comes down to work hard and love what you do. Yeah. Because if you wake up every morning and you don't love what you do or you don't like it, you're never going to be successful. I agree. Life's too damn short to do shit. You need. I said this when I had a podcast with my wife. Life is too short to 
do a job you hate, to buy shit that you don't really like, to impress people that don't even like you anyways. And it just, it just is. It's just, and we all do the rat dance. We all do the stupid, we're all like, we're like little rats caught, trapped in a maze. Yeah. Doing dancing for the man. And it's, it's just crap. Like, and it's risky. It's scary. I get it. And the more debt that society gets you in and trapped and keeps you immobilized that you can't go do anything. And I'm just telling everybody it's okay to take the chance if you're willing to bet on yourself and work your ass off. At the end of the day, nobody else will bet on you if you don't bet on yourself. So. That's what I, I would say, like with the, with the working hard aspect and stuff. Um, that's what gets people anywhere. I think a lot of people don't comprehend that. Like honestly, I'd say in my life, I'm almost thirty two. Like I feel like I've been pretty successful. For it. I mean, I've got ways to go and stuff like that. I learned a ton from him. Um, hell, half the time I'm just trying to keep up with him, so it pushes me. Um, my ADD but, runs rampant and very quick. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's very good that I'm I'm very fluent in Tim Rexius, so I understand how he's talking, what he's doing, and it's where he's at. Um, I can time him out. Chad so. and Cody are very fluent in Tim Rexius yeah. at this point. So, but no, this, the hard work aspect, I think a lot of people don't understand because, like I said, I I feel like I've been successful. You know, I played. I was, I'm just under six foot. I played division two football as an offensive lineman. Like I was the shortest guy on the tee on the offensive line, clearly. Uh, and then it's stuff that got me there. It was the hard work. Like I'm not, and I can even say it right now, am I good at what I do? Yes. Like it, but it's because I will constantly try to learn new things. It's not because I'm like some super intelligent dude or I'm just uncanny like this. No, I just work very hard. Like that's what he noticed in the first part. Like I was a part-time employee and I will never forget it. Cause like, I was only going to be a part-time employee. Like, I was going to be a personal trainer. Oh, no, he, he made a statement. Yeah. Goes, I'm just doing this for money. Yeah. Discount. Nick, Nick I'm actually, a trainer. Nick had to, Nick okay. actually had to beg me to work the store. Like, yep. He was like, I want one night. Just give me one night. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I did it. And then um, it was when Almax came into town, and I had no idea. I was closing, was closing Maple, and they were coming to town for dinner. That was when Kevin came out, everything. And then he sent Nick into the store to come tell me. And Nick goes, yeah, uh, we're going out to dinner tonight, and uh, Tim wants you there. I was like, I'm sorry, what? He goes, yeah, no, he wants you and uh, you and your wife there. Well, at that point, my girlfriend. But yeah, he goes, he wants you there. He goes, loves what you do, and he wants you to meet the guys. And that was like, that was literally my turning point. I was like, oh, hey, I'm good at this. And so, <laughs> and so, and so when he goes from making the statement that I'm just doing this for money and the discount, I'm like, okay, and he'll make us, you need me. You need me to do this all the time. You need me full time. Who's the weirdest? This is, like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm, and he just kind of made a statement. He goes, this is what I want to do, and. Uh, it was the most surreal thing. Like I really remember being this like part-time employee. All of a sudden, like I'm sitting at this like big dinner table with like you know at that point it was like our biggest vendor, which I mean I guess they technically still are, but like it was our biggest vendor. All of a sudden, I'm sitting at this dinner table with my wife. So I'm like, whoa, it's you know like looking around like, all right, I'm just a part-timer here. So, but to know that like somebody could look at you and be like, okay, that hard work, I want to tap that. I want to tap, tap into that. I should probably watch how I say yeah, that. Yeah, um, so. that would be bad. <laughs> When it's happened to that, so then he basically, <laughs> then it just kind of cultivated from there, and then I just kept doing. That's a different stuff. podcast, Cody. That's a whole yeah, different. That's that's, that's 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 a different podcast. Yeah, that's what we we wear at midnight. So, uh, <laughs> but that's that's how it was. It was literally just my hard work that's got me where I'm at and stuff like that. And it's we've had other people come across throughout the company too. They like get frustrated that we're the position I'm in. I'm like, guys, I I didn't just walk. And Tim wasn't like. I like the way your beard looks. You can have this job. Like it's that's not how it works. I, like, I literally I'm tried not, everything. I'm honestly, I'm super yeah. nice to every person. Every person that works for me, I'm very motivational. That's just how I am. That's why I do so much motivational speaking. I think I'm speaking at like four events next month to entrepreneur conferences all over the place and I'll have thousands of people. With and that's just me. And I do that with everybody. But I'm not easily impressed by anybody. What most people consider a hard week of work is a slow Tuesday for me. 
I don't do that. I don't say that to them because I remember looking to hurt anybody's feelings and I don't need my ego tweaked. Uh, Cody will tell you I'm already a big enough fan of myself anyways. That's what I'm there for. So he, he knocks me back down. <laughs> but it really most it, it, but like his for me to be impressed by your work ethic, that's 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 huge. Like at that point I was up to two nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> so but, but he just he, when somebody just does above and beyond for no reason. Well I think Grant Cardone's book says it the best. Be obsessed or be average. And then the quote that I got from, I don't know if you ever read the book, Shoe Dog, was the, how basically Nike started, like, from there. And it was, you know, they had a really simple saying, and it's like what we say in the office, what I say to Mike, what he says to me, grow or die. Yeah. So it is, you know. I, you're either growing or yeah. you're shrinking. The problem is, if you think you're just complacent, you're shrinking, you just don't know it yet. Well, ju- the saying, just do it, uh, it didn't. I mean, that didn't hurt. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> just, just do it was like what made Nike. But yes, uh, but, the philosophy of growing. Well, yes, it's very important. Was, I, agree, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. It, it, <laughs> love that saying, though. But, you know, the thing is, it's, complacency doesn't exist. It doesn't. If, if you're complacent, I'm, I always look at football. Like somebody else is up an hour earlier working harder than you are. And Jay Long, um, I, think he's, I think he's the head coach out of Shadron. My, uh, he was a grad assistant coach for me back in college. He used to think, somebody's up an hour earlier, I'll work, work on you right now. It was all the time. I'm like, God, when's the dude supposed to sleep then? You know, but it was just me because I was 22 years old, but he's got a point. And I'm like, I just never want to be outworked by anybody. And that would be, that to me is the death, the beginning of the death for me. I, I don't want to be outworked by anybody. Like that's something I, I guess grew up on the farm, you know, working with my dad on the farm. And, it's just hard work was like how you measured yourself like it's like is that guy's a hard worker that was like the greatest compliment you could get you know and that, that's just how it is but i think that a lot has been said you know, like you, you driving out here that's people won't do that that's why i was like hey you're out i know you drove i know he didn't fly so i was like well i know you're not gonna have to make a flight so you have time for a podcast so it worked out well <laughs> absolutely man hey thank you so much and uh Thanks for listening to Now or Never Podcast, all things business, entrepreneurship, and people who just kick life square in the ass. Uh, Make sure you tune in for next week's episode. Thanks, bud. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the Now or Never Podcast. Next week, we've got baby rhino himself, Nick Langer, is in the studio. Nick is in studio and is going to talk a little bit about what he has going on for the future. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Toast. To the homies that gon' never see the light And the haters that forever see my ghost What a night, ah oh, man